Hello. Come in from the cold and warm your bones by our fireside. An opportunity to delve deeper into the culture that is Inspire AD. Hi, my name is Max Meehan. I am one half co-owner of Inspire Pro and also the creative mind behind a lot of the dumb shit that you've seen in that company. If you've seen the company, you know what I mean. Um, I'm the guy usually pushing stuff like uh, throwing a guy in a sheet and calling him Chris Bunois. Uh And today we are joined by a guy that has been minted, Mr. Inspire Pro, Steve Arino, one of our most requested guests actually on this show. People have been asking, when are we going to hear a Steve-O episode? And so we really needed to do this. In fact, I think Roxy Castillo on her fireside said that she really wanted to hear you or JoJo. You were her top two picks. And I think you guys both are like our most requested picks. How you doing, Steve? Good, good. I'm coming out of the uh, frigid cold of the Snowvid 2021. So... uh it's good we finally sat down and got to do this. Sorry for, uh, you know, a little conflict in schedules, but, you know, yeah, off and on. But uh, You wouldn't have known that people were dying in their cars a week ago. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, we were actually supposed to do this during uh, during the um, during during the snow, snowpocalypse uh, a little while ago, where we in Texas endured minus three degree temperatures. It was pretty catastrophic. I'm sure some people might have seen some stuff in the news. Uh, when that occurred, this will probably come out a little bit further down the line. Uh, but, uh, this, this is just to kind of date the episode, but yeah, I was kind of, um, I, we had a moment when we were communicating about you coming out here to do the show and I thought it really spoke well of your, uh, your work ethic where you seem to still kind of want to try and make it even though the roads were iced over. And that was, I was my like, plan. I was just about to tell you, I thought it was hilarious. You yeah. Know, I was worried about, you know all the kind of rescheduling we've done. And I've told you, yeah, I think it might be best if we schedule and your response was just, well, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. But knowing you and how hard you've, you've worked in, in all the capacities that you've been involved in our company, I was, I, I would have, you know, I would have bought it hook, line and sinker. (laughs) I did. So yeah, man, uh, happy to have you here. And, uh, I, I'm going to ask you some questions that I think a lot of people who just, you know, kind of know you from the company want to know such as like how did you get into this and why and what was it that captured you in terms of a love for for professional wrestling well the more i like look at it and look back the more i can like trace my love of wrestling for you know further and further back in my childhood and i think it like all spawns from wrestling with my dad you know in my room you know and i didn't i'm sure i hadn't even seen any sort of pro wrestling but i was using my bed as like top rope you know, and in my head, I was like, that'll gain the advantage of this big guy. Um, and then uh, kind of moving on down the road, I would go to my friend's house and he had all these like action figures and he had like all the Ninja Turtles, all the Power Rangers, all that sort of stuff. And in the midst of all these characters, there was this muscly cop with a buzz cut, you know, and these like aviators. And then there was this giant dude in a, you know, African uh dashiki or what you call it you know and then there was this guy giant dude with a handlebar mustache and they were like they fit along with these superheroes and i was like who are these guys and kind of that's what started my like interest in wrestling is like the pageantry my my introduction to wrestling were these larger than life characters that were fighting the superheroes and everything yeah so i could ramble on and on about that but you know um 
as a kid, I, my first desire was to be like a rock star. I wanted to be like on stage and being in front of people. And then I thought about being an actor and I took a lot of acting as a elementary school kid. And then I thought I want to be a pro basketball player. And when I found wrestling, I kind of put all that into one, the athletics, the showmanship, the, uh, rock star kind of lifestyle and everything like that. Like I, it just drew me to it. And the thing that kind of turned me from a fan to a pursuer was, dude, if I get really, really good at this, I don't have to have a desk job. I don't have to like go work in an office. This could be my living. And that was kind of what pushed me in the direction to pursue it. Yeah. Uh, well, so, I mean, did you did you ever try to be in a band or... Oh, or, no, I had just, no musical... So you just went directly to point, from point A to point B, wrestling was B, and you just kind of, like, figured this was... This oh, was yeah, I mean, uh, there weren't a lot of, like, options musically and athletically and, like, growing up, uh, at least in my school. You Where'd know? you grow up? Oh, in Houston, uh, but it was, like, a small Catholic school, and, you know, there weren't... There was no football, there was yeah. no, like, two contacty kind of sports I, I grew up i grew up going to catholic no wrestling school, so no, yeah no like that. yeah there was never really anything any sports team that was competitive or or anything like that i think right i think the, i think the most we had was soccer which was still heavily regulated you know and there was like a elementary band or whatnot but i just never you know got around to picking up an instrument or anything like that yeah just... but wrestling wrestling or being a pro wrestler i i always continually kind of remark that uh it is. Hey, Apple. There's our new kitten. Right there. Oh, right on. Hey, Apple. Bye. Um, Little that raccoon can, tail. That, that can stay in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I continually say often when I'm talking to people uh, about why wrestlers deserve such tremendous due, I say that they have to encompass all these elements from different worlds and really fuse them together in order to be the best at what they do. And yet they get they get very little respect, even though they are they are oftentimes better conditioned than most people playing real sports, and they are phenomenal actors. They bring drama and athleticism to the table, and they don't get even an inkling of respect for being either, but they're both. So, yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. I, I had no idea that you had any aspirations outside of wrestling, so there, there's a, there's, I'm going to learn a lot during this conversation. I oh yeah. Like. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so when, at what age did you go into actually wrestling? Was there anything before, uh, training to become a wrestler that you tried? Like was, I don't know much about your history. Well, once I like became obsessed with wrestling, I definitely pursued like amateur wrestling in okay. high school. A little different, but you know, like I, even in high school, I knew that was going to give me advantage. Um, once I, got around to it which i knew i eventually would so um kind of my role models were like angle and benoit and guerrero and de malenko and those technical guys like even back then that's the stuff that you know drew me in so i knew with that amateur background i'd have a good uh start at how, least. how far how far did you go into competition did you oh i wrestled all four years and oh, wow. uh, okay. never won like a big first place competition but um you did the time right right and i got second place i placed second my junior year um 
I never knew you had any so. sort of uh, amateur experience. So oh, that's, that's oh really, yeah, yeah, that's really incredible, actually. Yeah. Uh, Biz, mm. Biz made that post a little while ago about okay. like poster amateur photos, and so I, uh, I had that. my archivist, aka my dad, uh, dig some up. Uh, Got to give him credit; he like keeps a good log of you know photos, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, so, what, at, what, at what age did you did you? So you're a, you're kind of alumni at AAPW. You're right. You're sort of a staple there, man. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, even when ten years, pretty much, or uh, thirteen. Yeah. Since I started, I've been pretty consistent there. Even even during that very brief period where we wet our toes and George brought us in to do some of the stuff at AAPW, I remember you being very much uh, in a mentorship kind of capacity with a lot of right. folks. Um, and I I I I don't think there's any um, there's 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 no misspoken uh, praise when I say you've done a really good job with, with a lot of the people who've come through that school. Um, Thank you. I've taken a lot of pride in yeah everyone you know, I've like put any sort of effort towards. Yeah, absolutely. And the school in general, you know, trying to help it grow. So um, like, like, let's talk about, let's talk about that a bit. Like what age did you go into that? What, what age were you in the school at? Like when, when did you, how did you find AAPW? And at what age was that? It was either 19 or 20. Wow. So I you know, were young. Okay. I know well, fairly young, you know, like guys, <laughs> get younger and younger into it each passing year, you know? Yeah. Uh, but well, you weren't man. I know I I hadn't, (laughs) I know I hadn't, uh, I wasn't of legal drinking age yet. Yeah. Cause I remember, uh, taking a practice off, um, to spend the day with my dad. But even at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm going to show up and just hang out and tell them like birthday night. I'm not getting in the ring after one beer, you know? Uh, but that, that was a, you know, we made a point to have a beer with my dad. Now that I, now that I hear it out loud, it's like, oh, Steve showed up to class, you know, on a, took his day off, but you know, yeah, you only turn 21 once and yeah, enjoying time with my dad. So, and then from, uh, AAPW, you, uh, I, I was first introduced to you, uh, at ACW, which is a company yeah. that we've talked about a lot right. on the show. I current ACW champion. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> what is what is the status of that company? Do you even know? And please, uh, you know, be frank. I, I, don't I mean, frankly, I have not been in too much contact with Darren uh, since everything fell off. Yeah, um, I've had a lot of great ideas. I mean, being the anarchy company it is I've, I've wanted to like you know maybe have some uh on-site title defenses like i knock on somebody's door and just be like hey let's fucking throw down or does something it, you does know, anybody just, does anybody i mean if is, i'm being frank just ideas i'm throwing around yeah i'm wondering how covid is really going to impact uh the the home the home space of acw right i was just gonna say um, uh it's kind of up in the air yeah a lot of things are i i mean i'm wily personally so I'm always going to find a space. Right. But ACW seems... That's like seems, the first battle, you know? Yeah, AC, but ACW seems very married to Mohawk. It's a big part of its identity right, definitely. as a venue. Uh, and I just... I never wrestled anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, know, and I know them. Darren has encountered some 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 rapids in terms of just uh, things that have occurred on social media mm. over the last year. I was really curious as to how that would impact him running again or if the venue would even be available again or when he would feel comfortable running again. And I've been, I've been very curious because my, my opinion is like, you know, the more, the more companies, honestly, the better, 
you know? Right. Uh, just anything that lets people get out there and hone their craft, get in the ring and get, you know... Exposure. I mean, the more I, yeah. as many eyes on it as possible. <clears throat> exactly. Every every show, every exposure, there's chance of new eyes and spreading that word and spreading yeah. your name out there. So, um, what was the first company that you actually wrestled in? Where did you I debut? mean, aside from the school shows, uh, when I started at APW, it was actually called QFC, Quest for Champions. And they really <laughs> was they really were harping the aspect of uh, mentoring troubled youth and those without, you know, direction, giving them like a positive uh, outlet. Yeah. And who, who, who that was, was George at the time. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, and up until... About three years ago, when he sold the company to Ray Campos, um, he was in charge. He was the head honcho, and the 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 company undergone several names, uh, Quest for Champions, and then it became TCW, and TCW branched off and became its own thing, uh, and then eventually AAPW. I oh, think okay. I'm missing one, but you know, um, a lot of back and forth. Uh, I've seen them go through. Four different buildings. But yeah. anyway, aside from APW shows, uh, my first kind of out-of-school shows were actually these small lucha shows in San Antonio. And I would drive up with JoJo and uh, Darkstar, another one of our trainees, or one of the guys that I give credit for training me in the ring uh, alongside JoJo. And um, the first venue that I trained in was being shared by a gentleman who ran lucha shows on the weekends. Like, he ran Sunday lucha shows, and then he ran Saturday American slash lucha shows because we used a lot of those same guys. Yeah. So uh, the more experienced I got, the more I got to work the lucha shows. And so that was a lot of my first experience was wrestling guys that spoke very little English. Uh, but, it, you know, wrestling, as you know, is a universal language. Um, I've gone on the wrestle Japanese guys who speak very little English and, um, it's kind so of a, it, so forth. Wrestling is, is kind of a language unto itself. Yeah, it's exactly. Kind of, it's kind of like rock and roll, man. You know, right. You, you know, it, it, it transcends the barrier, the, the very conventional barriers. Um, so San Antonio, you made way down there. Where, where right. when did you, when did you wind up in, uh, my favorite company, RCW? That was... <laughs> Three or four years in, I spent... Uh, which which came first, ACW or RCW? RCW, okay. definitely. Uh, and that was my first kind of unmasked experience. For those that don't know, I spent probably the first three or four years of my career as American Eagle. Right. And uh, that kind of... I don't think a I lot of people... I took it to even, another level. A lot it of people didn't a, know that. You've played a lot of comp- characters in our within our company, in fact. Right, right. Um, and, and I've always enjoyed... I mean, that was... Another factor that drew me into wrestling is just the characters and the storytelling and uh, your body your, characters. Your body language is always really great, too. Uh, I think. Well, we, I, I think it has to do with starting in a mask and being yeah. so uh, routine in that mask, going back and watching my footage. I would I would watch my early matches religiously um, and just pick them apart and realize that, you know. You, it, it, one of the hardest things to learn is 
that that balance of selling, uh, yeah. overselling and underselling. Um, I think it's common when you begin, when you're starting out, you want to sell your opponent's moves as best as possible. So what better way than to die? But if you are laying flat on your back after yeah. a few moves, uh, there's not much believable fight back you can do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Gritty I, stuff. I, <clears throat> we've actually exposed this already on the show. We talked about how you, so you've appeared in our company as American Eagle. Uh, you've also appeared, you were, you were the red scare, which right. a lot of people did not know. The, well, uh, good. Yeah. Um, and that's I, good to know. I, but I think, I think the fact it, it's important to kind of like reveal that in spite of the fact that, you know, you kind of want to keep stuff like that quiet. Right. But I felt like as a testament to you as a performer, I remember when we first saw your body language coming out of this, you looked great. I mean, you kind of brought it, you, you brought it to life. Uh, but I, I always respected the hell out of that. But so, so you went into RCW and, uh, I'm sure you, we'll get to red scare and all that good stuff later. Yeah, we will. But yeah, um, onto my second sort of character. Steve, um, uh, was it Steve McEnroe? McEnroe. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, showed up with JoJo to a seminar uh, featuring yeah. Funaki. That's kind of when they first started their business deal with him uh, back, you know, late two thousands or so. Um, but uh, Funaki really, uh, I mean, uh, just for people who are not familiar with the local Texas scene, runs a school out of San Antonio right. and has produced a lot of really uh, fantastic talent. Of course, I, I believe uh, was Dunbar a Funaki guy. Yes, yeah, yes. he was. He was yeah. one of the first uh, Funaki Dojo yeah. guys, along with Scotty. Yeah, and uh, of course uh, Delilah Doom uh, right. was was a byproduct of of his school. Uh, Shire as well, I believe. Right, Tom Shire. I think they all got a lot of good uh, reps down there with them, and I had a chance, fortunate enough to go down there and uh, roll around with them. A lot of stuff to this day still sticks out to me. Um, that he pointed out and he gave me a chance to have some one-on-one time with Tadasuke, uh, when I knew I was going to be working him several times, actually, I got to work him. And when he knew we were getting ready for a match coming up, he cleared the ring for us and let us, you know, have some one-on-one time to talk some stuff out, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So he was always a really good guy and no matter where he's been and how much he's done, you know, always willing to help step through the door. So I'll always. Absolutely. Appreciate um, him for that. But uh, as so it pertains I, to RCW. So. Right. I went to this seminar and happened to walk in wearing a red, white, and blue headband around my head. And after just doing my front rolls, which was... Uh, I think more sound, I'll say, than a lot of the guys there. Uh, he offered me a spot on the sort of tryout show, if you will. Yeah. Um, I told him, well, I got this like American Eagle character I've been working for a few years. And Brandon said, no, we're going to have you be a tennis player. And so <laughs> I went out with the like two hours we had. I uh, went to Academy and bought what I could to resemble a tennis player outfit and if you see those for early pictures it's like just wow. trashbag.com why <laughs> like why what was the it was it just a headband Do you think you just saw that and went it was the what? long it was the long flowing hair and i guess he was a john McEnroe fan and All right. it just to one of you know 
And if you've seen the past characters, you know Brandon's a big fan of the like. Uh, Sorry if I'm just staring that at that character just, attitude era. You know, I'm just always always, always kind of like compelled by characters. It's like it's like, well, <clears throat> this guy clearly has a day job. Why is he re- why is this garbage man wrestling? Why what is he doing here? You know, I've always been that kind of guy. Though I also really love just the outlandishness of that era of uh, WWF. You know what I mean? So right, I, right. I, I have to say I love it, but at the same time, I'm continually just baffled by it. You know what I mean? To super um, fast forward, <clears throat> I mean uh, when I was starting to. Uh, have my last little run there i told him i'm i'm you know i continuously told him i'd really like to drop the gimmick and do something more serious and he was insistent that it was like super over and that we had a you know we should run with it and i told him at one point i'm like i'm a fucking dupe the dumpster like come on like you gotta give me something um but that that was super far ahead uh, I ran with it in like everywhere, you know, including Inspire. When someone gives me something, um, I like to run with it. I like to make make it the best thing I can. Yeah. I like to make it the best thing on the show. I, I figure that's good, healthy, uh, professional habits to practice. Absolutely, I think. Um, I think what. I I when you when you look back at the Hollywood Knives stuff that we did, that yeah. was that was a gimmick that a lot of people were like, "That's this is this is fucking stupid." And you were the guy who was just like, nah, this is, this I'm is going to work. I'm just going to do this. Right. Uh, you were like the one guy who I said, I, I just kept saying, I think like my catchphrase uh, throughout the company typically is trust me. I'll say, mm-hmm. trust me. And people will go, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. And, and I'll go, trust me. Right. And then Biss will always go. Okay. Yeah. He'll always go. Sigh. Yeah. But then it'll like catch on and he'll go. God damn you, you were fucking right. That Biss you know? crossed arms, yeah. Miyagi nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll walk, walk off going, God damn you, just shaking his head. But the Hollywood Knives stuff, I think, was... Um, it was interesting because I saw you kind of just... When I saw you in ACW at first, you were kind of cycling every every. You came up with like a new identity for a period every time, kind of right, that's kind where of playing a different wrestler. You know, kind of at ACW. Yeah, that was my character. Was and, and I felt like Steve in, was finding himself in some sort of way, kind of like pigeonholed you because I think when people have that idea that you're going to do this, they're always kind of like, oh, what's Steve going to do next? What's Steve going to do next? Right? And well, I, thought, I feel like that's kind of what gave me a, you know, a little yeah mystique, a little interest yeah absolutely but then there comes that point where you kind of like what do i do next <laughs> like you you hit a brick wall well, you know? um i don't i'm sure you weren't following like by the time i was like wrapping up that character but uh no i wasn't last, i wasn't welcome over there right so. my last gimmick was weekend at jameson's i remember that <laughs> and <clears throat> i did I mean, see some of that i'm actually. pretty i was pretty proud of the action i had in that and just the creative spots i came up with with an unconscious no, it, was, being unconscious, it, was, it was pretty fun uh credit to scotty for like going along with it and good old scotty went along with a lot of my silly stupid ideas back you know, in the day you know what the really the most tragic, but he's a monster the so most tragic thing about this is is that terry kaiser the guy that plays bernie lives in austin i wish you guys had reached out to him because he probably would oh man it. i'll yeah. just send him the link or yeah, something for sure but uh, uh but, but before we get too far ahead i wanted to make a point that uh you know when you abyss were talking and uh about the development in the early stages of Hollywood Knives. Yeah. were very complimentary, and uh, Biss called it uh, yeoman's work. 
and I had to go on my phone and Google Yeoman's work <laughs> and uh, just wanted to make a point to say I really appreciated that. And uh, my whole goal from the beginning was to like uh, portray your vision and your idea and uh, show that I w- wanted to, you know, but show it, that I appreciated that, that confidence in me because yeah. no one had given me the the shine and the chance to shine that y'all did. Thank you, know? you so much. Sometimes I feel like uh, we don't necessarily always get the credit we're due when we're talking about just the eyes that we put people in front of or some of the creative stuff that we did. And it's um, just facts, you know, like people can argue what they did and everything, but, you know, once you guys gave me that, like, singles run, yeah. other people started to take notice. And yeah. I noticed immediately after, you know, after the J-Crown stuff, I started getting hit up by people absolutely that I didn't I, know, but. and i remember you being kind of like frustrated through some of the the knife stuff because of that's the, what comes the, with the, being a perfectionist yeah i think <laughs> but i think that you i think at one point there i do remember a conversation where you were like i'm wrestling two foot through two fucking guys every every time we do this are you sure this is gonna i'm like i'll trust me <laughs> trust me and i just remember man even and even the fun 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 blow off with you and uh and uh Bradley. Yeah, Bradley was. I was. Uh, I was proud of that one too. That was I mean, great it match, wasn't just, man. Great story. It wasn't just wrestling a mop, you know. He went no. along with everything, and yeah, uh, I still go back and show that match to some people that are. I bring up fun, fun, fun fest all the time. Yeah, and yeah, dude. Good times. I think one of the things though that I really do love about your character too, which is also similar to JoJo's, is that I feel your arc that has it's continued through the company so your character definitely has peaks and valleys and and has has evolved uh there every there's no like real abrupt left turn you know uh a lot of your character uh has been built over time and you can really follow exactly exactly i'm very fortunate that you know i have a lot of uh investment yeah story-wise uh constantly you know and yeah, there's something absolutely. to be said about characters like Jojo and I, who are kind of just ourselves. Yeah. In a way. And, uh, your, your personality peeks through. Right. Right. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so the knife stuff though, right. Uh, did you, did you, how did you think people were going to react to that? Well, since we're <laughs> talking about the beginnings, uh, yeah. I have to argue one of your statements. Oh yeah. Um, I believe I already had the Pharaoh headdresses in my like random box of gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, when we started to put that together. I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah. And then I definitely brought the like uh, matching zebra tights to you. But I think everything else was a collaboration like the knives of our and, ridiculous yeah, the... minds. You, right. I think oh, that, that was, was you. my pose, yeah. pose and everything. Yeah. Right. You did the knives. You guys mm-hmm. sharpened the knives together. Right, right. The stupid sunglasses, right. all that stuff. But that was me and you, and then Bradley just went along when he showed up with whatever he had, you know, had going on. Yeah, absolutely. Here's your cue to fall. <laughs> but I thought we did a really good job. It was I mean, original. At least like, I've uh, never seen anything like the that. The spots so, that I came yeah. up with to lead to the um, the knockout, Bradley's knockout was kind of uh, I thought it was a good build up because it wasn't super obvious every time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it it was always I mean but eventually what I loved about it was just how pissed off people Not were. Not one of those gimmicks written on the wall, no, you know, you no, have no. to like be consistently following. And once you do see what's going on, you kind of 
you know, I think wrestling in general, you let the fans, you let the fans into what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, like the, um, I loved that eventually though people did catch on and right, people were mad for you. People were uh-huh. very protective of you at a certain point, right? Which I always really, I really loved about about the scenario. But um, so, uh, I think over time too though, um. You're you're probably one of the most hungry people I've encountered to the point that sometimes you get really frustrated too. Right. Um I think there, there were definitely points where you and I butted heads and we had arguments. I remember one time like we had a really bad fight at Fun 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 and I know that you were basically just like I want opportunities to do this and to do that. And I knew that we were kind of building you up to do some some good stuff and you were just so eager to get shit done. And I I, I you know, that's something about you. You're always you're always very hungry and and eager to do more. What are some things that you have yet to do within the company that you you want to do, or even just in your career in general? Um, let's for, let's preface it with first of all, like what are things that frustrate you about the business? And you can be oh, you can be, be candid, you know, like we're just talking because uh, like my you're frustrations a guy, in the business have yeah. really surfaced and gotten the better of me a lot lately some sometimes that stuff is i mean i think in your in your last run uh in this with you know pinfall wizard being this more literal character Mm -hmm. and you being frustrated uh which is basically your character being frustrated yeah uh sometimes sometimes but it's it's, (laughs) i mean it's it's often based on like the the current iteration of steve-o in our company was very much based on some interviews I'd seen you do that were really compelling. They felt really fiery. And I thought that it was some of the most interesting things I'd seen you do. It, there was, there was a, there was a lot of truth in it, but also it was you kind of flexing your creative. It was kind of like a work shooty kind of thing. And it was something that I thought we could really run with. And, uh, the best, villains are the most righteous ones. The ones that think that they have yes. a real cause. Like there's something mm-hmm. they're kind of like, you know, you kind of look at them and go, He's right. He's That's just my kind of, favorite. You know, yeah, yeah I, you know. I dive really deep into that. You yeah, know, the the villain who thinks he's right. I yeah, mean, and oftentimes he is. He just goes about goes about achieving his goals in in, in the wrong way. Mister Freeze um, just wants to save his wife. Yeah, like it's just hey man, I'm sorry, but that that episode made me cry. The first the, the very first episode in the animated series when you mm-hmm. see Mister Freeze, like that episode actually did make me cry as a kid. Um, I connect I connected with that character tremendously, but um. <clears throat> yeah, as I was saying, like the la- latest iteration of of Steve is very much like the embittered vet, you know. Right. Um, you're playing that character. Uh, but let's talk about some of the things that that frustrate you, and then we'll build toward like things that you want to accomplish. What 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 pisses you off in the business right now, and what do you struggle with? Well, I'm very like defensive when I talk about my struggles and my frustrations because I don't I never want to be blind to my own shortcomings and the things I could work harder on and more uh, strictly, I guess you could say. What do you Um, need to work on? Just my body, my look. I could always look better. Um, I get in this really good shape and it's hard to maintain or I lose motivation, I lose energy. Um, Mental, personal things kind of have a factor to do with that. You know, my motivation... um, I'm sure we can jump into it. We're jumping around here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the quitting drinking uh, really took its toll. Uh, 
for a good two years. Well, the I mean, fi- I'm yeah. on that third year going on, but uh, just I went through a year of sometimes I still feel I'm going through the detox and had a lot of sluggish uh, feeling. Um, moved from alcohol to caffeine and soda, which, you know, just kind of dehydrates I'm, me. Yeah. And, uh, I just has re- a lot to do with I it. I just, you know? I quit drinking in the last year. Yeah, and, man. And, um, the changes just never seem to stop. Um, like, my body is just kind of going, you know. Real happy for you, by the way. Yeah, thank like, you. I never want to sound, I don't know, I'm always worried about sounding disingenuous, being over complimentary, yeah. but. You know, fuck yeah, man. I'm really Thanks. happy yeah. for you. I feel, I feel like uh, more in control and mentally sharper. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember when you went Same, through that man. change. And I remember like just how physically it seemed to happen real quick for you. Physically, you looked phenomenal after you quit. I was really blown away by, I think there was a brief absence and you came back and you looked The smashing. abs are hard to maintain. But, yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, thank you, though. Um, but the frustrations, man. And I don't know if we're jumping around. If we can we can jump around. We can RCW jump around because we have we have time. We yeah. have time. Cool. And if there's uh, something that has troubled you in the past, like just you know spit it out, man. We got. Well, I was we just saying because this. Uh, this has been a lot of like my recent thoughts and goings on in my heads. Um, like I said, you know, I think it's all about that image, that first impression. Um, one of my opinions of wrestling is people say it doesn't matter what people think, but I think wrestling is 110% what people think. Yeah. You know, um, I'm always worried about that bad first impression, um, based on past mistakes and things I've said. I try, I'm, I'm always, uh, kind of walking on eggshells and worried about saying the wrong thing you've to def- the wrong people. You've definitely and very obviously in, in my eyes, uh, been insecure at times when I didn't really think you needed to be. Well, um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm worried about that yeah. first impression. I think I've had to like um, grab you a few times and go, look, Steve, we're pushing you really, really hard. And you need to like understand that you're here because we have faith in you. I think right. I said like the Janela match. I'd say that was like one of those moments where I had to kind of go, you're fucking here because we know that you're going to excel when you're in this spot. And of course you did. It's one of like the most talked about matches that we've ever right. had, you know, and even Joey was ecstatic and happy with it afterward, which, you know, you, whenever you're typically in a position where you need to prove yourself in my eyes, you always have. And sometimes you still, you beat yourself up over the little things instead of looking at the whole victory. You know, well, speaking of the Janela match, that's kind of part of one of my frustrations is, uh, I had that great match with him. We swept the awards that year. I heard from other people that he was talking about that match other places. Um, and then when I made the effort to reach out to him and see if he could help me out, um, I got a right on man and then nothing, no follow up, hit him up on several social media accounts and yeah, the guy's busy and all that. But you know, uh, I know he booked people from Texas later on and, uh, what do you think it was? Another frustration is like, what do you think happened there? What? I mean, guy got busy. Um, I'm also just that kind of average run of the mill looking guy and at the time i was just the no gimmick guy i mean um just thinking out loud i mean i'm just wondering if i even stood out and even the opportunities i've got with other names um maybe i'm wrong i feel like ricochet and like the colony and uh 
SCU, Christopher Daniel is one of the guys I've looked up to since the very, very beginning. Um, I don't always feel like I've gotten the best rub from them. Uh, I never feel like I reach that personal connection with them. Um, I can say that about my all my fellow workers, you know. Uh, and it, I just go back, I, I go home and I think, man, I just, I need to go back to the drawing board and work on myself, work on my presentation, uh, work on just being more social. Uh, I'm, I wonder sometimes if I just even need to just research how to be an extrovert. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like, I just don't know what to do sometimes. Um, like I said, I'm just trying to back up and not provide excuses for my shortcomings, but um, just being that kind of average, yeah. run-of-the-mill-looking guy, uh, I don't feel like I'm noticed as much as I should. I'm beyond being unconfident in my abilities. I'm confident that when I get a chance in front of a camera or anyone that I can impress... But, you know, one of those frustrations is seeing people that get the opportunity, you know, get the callbacks when I can't even get acknowledged or pursued, uh, no matter how long they've been doing it. Yeah. It's just frustrating, you know. Uh, it's, the, in some ways, um, it's very similar to what Matthew Palmer has dealt with for a long time, who's another guy that I think is a phenomenal talent. Yeah. We did a fireside and he struggles he struggles with that a lot too. You know, he's busting his ass and just, you know, it seems like he's I mean he's he's had I think a, a lot of good opportunities over the last several years, but I know that he's also struggled with just wondering like what what is this missing ingredient that I need? Right. It also seems like a big part of it is also just uh timing. Um mm -hmm. which is something you just cannot control, you know? Right. Um Yeah. So you're basically just, I don't know, we're talking right now, we're being very, uh, very open with with each other, and I, I, I kind of want to just, want to give you a hug, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I feel like there's just, um, it's just frustrating, because I wish I could help you, help you more, and I've, well, I, I, I feel like I've, I've tried to help, and just putting and you, you have, putting you in good opportunities, you know? Yeah, like, um, I mean, uh, the, the highlights of my life have been wrestling related, you know? Yeah. Uh, just the, the ups and downs, you know, the ups are definitely when I'm having good matches and good opportunities and good spotlights. And I mean, uh, but the crash, I, the crash is the, there. The frustrations even lead yeah. me lately to wonder if I, if it's even worth pursuing anymore. Really? Just the heartbreak. And it causes there it's, it's, getting better but a few months ago it was causing me a lot more pain than pleasure and well it's uh, also very you're in a very very difficult time too for the business right. it's uh i would uh yeah i mean but at the same time you know it's there's still people going out there getting opportunities getting signed i mean guys have gotten signed uh during covid and it's just uh that's yeah and with this clearer head i've had I'm trying to figure out how to break this cycle I've had of having a big high up and then not being able to follow through with my momentum 
and then getting frustrated and down on myself and then reminding myself through others and whatever, how good I am. And then just going through that endless cycle again. So um, I've kind of put training not on hold, but on the back burner so I can work on a shoot job and earn them that money. So when I do get those opportunities, I can follow up and consistently travel because these big companies aren't happening in, you know, Texas, the, the, the TV and the, yeah you know, the AWs and the WWEs, I mean. You know. Yeah, no, I, but, I definitely understand that. Uh, so I think part of it is just being consistent. Uh, and a uh, bad habit of mine is comparing myself to others, but I look at those guys that have those tryout matches, those dark matches, and uh, it's consistency. They're consistent. Yeah. Um, some of them aren't signed, but they're close. Uh, I really look up to Fuego del Sol and, and his work ethic and how hard he works. Uh, just, I mean, just one guy I look at and, and admire his, 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 his what fire. A, yeah. No pun intended. Uh, who else, who else do you think is out there grinding right now that you, you're just kind of like, I mean, I look at a lot of guys, I know a lot of guys that are really, really working hard. Um, and I don't know what their mindset is or how they're feeling, but I feel like you have in common, there are guys I look at out there, you, you know, you're, you're working hard. You make the most of every, every opportunity that you do get. Um, right. People speak very highly of you uh, when I, when I, you know, when they come across you uh, in, in this state. So, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, um, who out there do you think that's grinding is, you know, someone to watch? I mean, people some, are already watching, but yeah. uh, Ricky is yeah. always somebody that I've, compared myself to i've tried not to but um everybody's journey's different but he was a guy i started before uh saw him on his first day working his roles and everybody's convinced he had some training elsewhere uh just one of those guys but being a guy that like i started with and then saw slowly rise um just has always sort of stuck with me and it's not always unhealthy, I don't think, because it, it motivates me. Um, even people I don't necessarily get along with or I'm best friends with, yeah, um, it really motivates me to see them succeed and see them get signed. Um, you know, I wasn't always very friendly or close with Ember Moon, but I was just so warm and fuzzy when I saw her NXT debut. Yeah. Like, it was just such a good feeling. Uh, Keith Lee as well. Um just when, when, especially when Texas people succeed or anyone I know, uh, it it really puts a fire in me. So we know we know who, we know the success stories, but I think there's a lot of talent. You're saying who coming up? Yeah, who's coming up right now? Who do you think is like? There, I mean, there are there are, there are many people in the business right now who are working very hard and really dying to succeed clearly, and you know you are you are also one of them. Who do you see out there right now that you think is is just hustling that ought to be noticed? Uh, it's hard not to think of my APW brethren first, but uh, T Ray is one of those guys that I see grinding out there. T Ray Watford, um, yeah, yes, T Ray Watford. Um, 
working to not be the best kept secret in Texas. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I see him working two or three shows a weekend, uh, always busy, always grinding, uh, making those drives. That and, dude is always on the road. He's always made a point to uh, check on me, and he somehow knows when I'm feeling down and when I need someone to check on me. He's always, you know, Facebook messaging me or whatnot. Uh, I I uh, I do have to admit that I've I've used T Ray to keep up with you at times. So I ask, yeah. I always go, "How's he doing?" And he'll go, "You know, he's looking real good." You know, I remember uh, you were at SWE uh, for a gig that uh, didn't exactly pan out for for him, uh, but he he was remarking on how great you looked at it. Uh, so he's always telling me he's always giving me uh, his reports on stuff. He's kind of a man about the the state. The T notes. Definitely. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, I mean, I, he's so busy, I don't see him anymore. Prince Adam. Yeah. Uh, Adam Lee. Adam is, we, yeah, Adam is fantastic. He's a, he's a hard-ass working little dude. Yeah. Um, Great charisma, guy, too. He's right, got, another he's got, guy. He's got an it factor about him, I think. Yeah, he's got that extra fire with something to prove, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's just another motivated guy, and he's got a lot of uh, clear goals in his head, and uh, I see big things for him because he's he's driven. Yeah, there's something really really special about him. Yeah. Um. Uh, Vert Vixen, Jasmine oh, yeah. Allure, uh have really come a long way in a short time. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they had uh, big things in their future. Within the year's time, you know, uh, if they stay consistent. Absolutely. So in line with the whole comments about just being frustrated, things that kind of get under your skin, this is a grim question. It's not a closing question. It, is, it does have an air of finality. Uh, it's something that's got to occur to you because I've got things that I want to do. You know, I've got a lot of ambition. There are things I want to do outside of the business, within the business, whatever. And I've got, I've got like, uh, criteria for wrapping up shop, you know. Do you have that as, as a worker? Is there, is there something that you have in the back of your head where you're like, if this ever happens or this doesn't happen, I'm out? Um, I don't have any, you know, if this doesn't happen, I'm out sort of situations. But yeah. Uh, it just there's a lot I'd like to do, but it doesn't enter your mind, basically. I mean, not really. No, okay, that's good. Uh, what do you want to do then? What do, what what are what's on the wrestling bucket list? I mean, it's not on the. If it doesn't happen, I'll be disappointed. But you know that big contract deal, um, is is the top priority. Um, but one thing I'm going to set out and do before I hang it up is have that tryout. Just have that opportunity. Just get that Get to the spot. mountain. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and swing, say swing I did. your hardest, yeah. You know, just, right. Yeah. Put on. Because, I mean, I'm just, I've walked into every big opportunity confident, you know. Absolutely. Um, took me a while to get there. Uh, jitters coming up with these names. But when I get to, like, opportunity, you know, tryout opportunities. Um, I'm just always confident I'll nail it. Um, I felt like I did with SWE. Uh, one of the only guys with an actual gimmick there. Um, 
but it just talk about I feel like they have their own kind of game plan and talk agenda. about your uh, talk about your current gimmick what have, what have you been doing for the fans out there who know you through inspire this is basically just for them like what do you uh... well in the last few shows i tried to like slowly introduce it it's a slow transformation i don't want to just pop in one day as just steve and then yeah. come out the other but i'm making the slow transformation into the wizardry arts and uh <laughs> I mean, I, I, I remember exactly where I was on 71 when I came up with it, the Pinfall Wizard name. I was like, Pinfall? No one uses Pinfall. There's got to be something. And then Pinfall Wizard came up into my head, and I thought it was too too clever not to use. Um, it made so me laugh. It of, made me laugh the first time I heard it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, if you don't know what it's from, you kind of sort of get it. Um and at first I tried to make it like mostly about pins, just be the pin guy. I mean, since the beginning, I've always tried to make what I do unique. Uh, there's a lot of moves I like, but when I was coming up, if there was too many people doing them, uh, I'd cut it out. You know, I always wanted to have a different move set from anybody else. Um, and so I realized there was high flyers, there was submissions, there was brawlers, there was uh hardcore but nobody really focused on pins so i tried to just be a master of the pins <laughs> uh a little hard when you don't make them your finish every time but uh uh try to just do something different you know so you're and, you're bringing some uh an element of wizardry to to your gimmick a little a little uh flash paper so to speak right to i always other. had that chainmail that i rocked but uh yeah. now i bring the uh the wizard's hat working on different dark uh entrance gear attire if you will yeah um i felt like like pentagram tights going on but uh one thing i just want to be clear and i'll just mention it now before the the gimmick it's too far out it's just like i'm making fun of the occult you know it's just supposed to be a silly uh parody of you know, yeah, witchcraft, if you will. But also, I want the character to be a phony. I want it to be... I want the pinfall wizard to be a guy who's using parlor tricks and, like, cheap illusions to mimic magic. I've gotten pretty damn good with the flash paper. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. pull that out when the ref's not looking. And uh, getting creative with distractions so you're still, and how to you're still pull doing it out. heel stuff out there huh you're still... i mean yeah pretty much yeah uh it's been mostly a heel gimmick uh where i've taken it yeah but uh it keeps transforming and uh love my girlfriend she's helped me make this badass dragon jacket and we come up with all sorts of ideas i'm getting a smoke staff like a oh nice yeah yeah so it's all coming together um There'll be enough time for me to have when, a grand unveiling, but man. When just... are you whitening up the hair, brother? Whitening? You gotta, yeah, you got to go Merlin with this shit, Oh, right, man. right. Well, I figured uh, one reason I'm, I'm committed to it is that the older I get, the more convincing and legit it's going to look. The yeah. more gray I get, the more wrinkled i get you know just be this like old jacked wizard yeah because you're uh, looking you know, you're looking pretty burly the jacket too. comes off yeah yeah the beard, you got the beard going so thankfully i have a professional you know stylist 
to help me out. Yeah? Yeah, the girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh. right. Wow, yeah, you have you definitely have someone in your corner. That's I got really, it all, right? It's great. Oh, it's she's great. Awesome. It's great to actually hear about that. That makes me happy. Yeah, another uh, you know, plus to the feel goods. Yeah, definitely. Everything going on. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 really it's really special when you have someone who's definitely dedicated to you and in your corner and pushing you on uh, to to pursue your dreams. So that's yeah. that's that makes me happy. Um yeah, I mean, one thing I actually really do want to talk about is uh is how we have presented you. Um, there, there was a point where I felt you were definitely frustrated with how I was kind of having you walk the fence, and it was it was really a, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite arcs for you, where it seemed like you were kind of at the precipice of diving off the deep end into a dark pool, but you didn't. Uh, and that's that was really my intention. And when you go back and you watch the arc and the matches, um, it really plays out very well. And it kind of still continues into what we're what what we were last doing when we were currently doing when we were doing shows, so to speak. I think it's easy for me to get into that frustrated role, that yeah. deep and dark, angry role. Yeah, but again, you were very you were also very much uh, a man of uh, righteous anger. You know, mm-hmm. the, I remember when we first started kind of toying with the idea of you. You going somewhere grim. It was very much about uh, you being frustrated with the audience's acceptance of Andy Dalton, who had been a heel and had done a lot of dastardly things and right. had screwed you over, and you'd had wars with the guy. And I got to address something that always made me frustrated, which is when you're watching WWE and someone has had this blood feud with Cena, and then somewhere down the road they they turn face, and then they do that stupid match where Cena and the guy inevitably versus the new yeah it's just it's so it pisses me off because it's like no man a year ago this guy tried to basically draw and quarter you with a pickup truck like you should you should you should not be so no your face i hate him yeah yeah you (laughs) should always hate him it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who he is now you should hate him for what he did to you because he still has that in him you know there's still that darkness in him it's one of the things that i've kind of long-term flirted with you uh, as a character with just this idea that you have this darkness that resides in you and you kind of see it sometimes peeking out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I like doing stuff like that. Sometimes people get real, real frustrated, but I guess what I was wondering was, uh, what do you, what, what do you find more fulfilling? What do you prefer? Do you prefer the face? Do you, do you prefer the heel? Do you prefer the tweener? Some people say tweener is not a real thing, but those people are stupid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so what, what do you prefer? And I mean, were you, were you at all frustrated with how we were kind of playing with your character? At times, you know, um, I don't even know if it was the character per se, but just, you know, certain directions and certain, uh, kind of decisions or how things match certain things were needed to play out in your head um what's something that pissed you off uh having to lose like you were adamant on me losing clean to dalton in the big main event title defense because it was setting up uh the title match, the very abrupt title match with Ricky, and I didn't understand why that was so important that I needed to lose clean right before a very decisive, you know, victory. 
Yeah. Looking back, I understand, but, you know, that was well, just the frustration with me at the time. We needed him to go in looking strong. Um, but as you know, if you listen to that show, the match with uh, Dalton and Ricky was supposed to play out very differently than it did. Mm. So I think when you look at the whole picture now, you kind of have to account for the fact that things didn't exactly play out like that was, I mean, when we talked about that episode where that match occurred with Ricky and Andy, that was the turning point for me where I said, fuck y'all, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm mm. tired of, like, listening to you guys because, you know, the the whole point was to basically start to push Andy in a direction where it looked like he was legitimately, because we, we were moving in that direction where we were pu- pushing Andy toward kind of edging toward face, right? Mm-hmm. And I really hated that quick that quick title win. It's not what was supposed to happen. It was supposed to really be a war, and that face turn was right around the corner because it was supposed to be that moment where Ricky. And if Andy he goes went, all out, then he yeah. has nothing to be frustrated about. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But there was also that moment where yeah. where Andy and Ricky kind of have that like shake hand moment, and mm-hmm. then his everybody turns on him. You know, I felt like. That that match needed to be clean, but also it kind of it, it was also kind of like that moment where, you know, you're climbing, you know, right. And it, to Steve me, had, hadn't had that power level just yeah. yet. To me, in my opinion, also the way at the, at the at the at the rate that Dalton was working, there was no dishonor in losing to him because he he he's a good wrestler, you know. Right. And so I really needed to kind of push that Andy is not just chicken shit. It mm-hmm. frustrated me because. Andy wanted to always be chicken shit or win, quote unquote, dirty. But the thing is, is that I don't think that heels should always be chicken shit. I think they should. I think they should feel formidable, especially when you're in this position where you sometimes want to turn them uh, around a corner. You know, it's like all of a sudden, oh, so now you can win. I again, it's a, that WWE itis where. Uh, the bad guy is always doing something dastardly rather than competitively being strong enough to <clears throat> to just be a threat. That's so, heat in itself. Yeah. Uh, so I really wanted to... God damn it, that guy didn't cheat. Like, yeah. Fuck. yeah, That to me, that's... I mean, you should be kind of scared of the bad guy. You shouldn't just hate him because he's chicken shit. You shouldn't be, like, frustrated with him. You should be kind of scared of the heel. And I think that's something that we don't see in wrestling anymore. You hate the bad guy, but you're really scared of the bad guy. I see attempts. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, but it's not very well done, though. It's Taking Rey Mysterio's eye out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know. But, but then you know throwing I mean. up everywhere. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, that's stupid. That was stupid. Sorry. Uh, no offense, guys. I didn't well, enjoy you know. that. No, not that anybody listens to me. Um, but do you see what I mean, though? And that, like, I really wanted to try and create this sense that Dalton was... I think that, in my opinion, you can you can have a match and you can lose and you can still look upper echelon. And totally. It, and looking back at that match, I don't, I don't look at it and I don't see it as being anything that makes you look um, sub-level. I look at it as a match that's really good. Looking back, it was yeah. a competitive match. It's a crazy good, good match. Yeah, and, and, and it, it was, uh... and it elevated you. Right. It didn't leave you in the dirt. It left you. It brought you. It brought you up to another level, in my opinion. So, it, I mean, that was my first main event. Yeah, yeah. It was really something that um, 
I just, I just was really trying to push Andy out of that mold of just doing, just, just doing dumb shit where he just always did something dastardly or underhanded or, or kind of, kind of discounted his ability to wrestle. I don't think you should be a good wrestler when you're a, a face and a bad wrestler when you're a heel. I think it's stupid. So I hope that answers that. But yeah, man, anything, anything else that pissed you off? I, I love talking about this stuff. I mean, sounding egotistical with just losing, but... Um, I thought you were really frustrated with the Twin Dragon stuff. Uh, it was difficult to make it work with so many opposing uh, heads. Yeah. Uh, tag team match. Yeah. So there's three other people on top of the direction you want it to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, making sure that all four of us are in an understanding. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just, uh, I did like how it creatively came together. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought I could have done more with Thunder Rosa and like the opposing, uh, tag partners. Yeah. Especially like a intergender, non-agreeing tag team. But yeah. Um, I think that stuff is really, it's, it's entertaining. I don't think it's as strong as it could have been, but I thought it had some interesting kernels in terms of ideas. Uh, but had the, had the inkling that, you yeah. know, she wasn't too into it and cherry wasn't too into yeah. it, you know, can't make everybody happy. But like I said, I always strive to make everything work. Yeah. I mean, but cherry, cherry and cherry, they, I mean, they all, they all got to do fun stuff. Y'all, right, y'all had right. a great match as yeah. a team. So, I mean, and it, it, it tied together very well. That's the one thing I love kind of, interweaving things and then coming back and revisiting things having you and them go up against scu was right right was kind of a nod to that you know playing mm-hmm. playing upon the history of stuff that occurs in the company um what uh i mean yeah i mean and honestly there there were things where i wanted i'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and say this I, I so when we had the match with you and ricky uh for the uh, pure prestige title when it was kind of vacated or whatever you know um or after the you know the mgf thing right uh, that was that was that was a sore point you know and we wanted to do something special i i really wanted to put you i wanted to put you over because i thought i didn't know where ricky was going and i was right to be a little concerned about that i really thought that you know, bringing you in as this bitter, angry dude that faces could chase would have been really the route to go. Uh, it's not the route I got to take, but it's always a struggle to please everybody. And I, I mean, I always thought I can do anything with Steve. I can have Steve chase Ricky. I can have Steve do a million other things. Like I'm currently like booking the next two years of inspire. I've got like a little notebook. So I know what I'm doing with you, you know? Um, but yeah, there there were times where I wanted to do things with you that just didn't prevail because I got talked talked into doing things this way or that way, you know. Um, but that's one frustration I had, where I wanted to do something very different with you but didn't get to. Um, there have been things over over time where you're just trying to serve many masters, and you've got to look ahead and you got to know like oh, I'm building toward this or I'm going this way or or what have you. Um, 
And I also felt like you reached an echelon where you could help make titles feel more important. I think that's a really important thing too, you know. I think uh some people don't necessarily always need a belt. And I think I think you're definitely a guy that has reached this this position of notoriety where you don't necessarily need a title to make something feel big, which is like really what you want, you know. Right. Um, I mean, I think that's due to uh the investment that you guys put into me with stories and things like that. Like when there's always something going on with that character, like there's no need for a title to get involved really. I mean, yeah, think about it. Oh, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Were you legit mad that you weren't in that face of inspire pro match? Yes. Really much so. Really? Mm -hmm. I thought, because I remember you mentioned that in that. I mean, I was going to use that as source for my, heel promos for a long time yeah yeah definitely i i heard that you were fucking mad about that and um yeah it was just some bullshit that we kind of made up kind of last minute on the spot and uh i thought it was something that we could touch on down the road kind of you know yeah um face of inspire versus mr inspire was something that i was actually kind of eager to do at some point that's like kind of what i wanted to build toward. sort of happened impromptu but could have been a way yeah well i i did i did like the idea build down the road. i just was looking for you already had the, the mr inspire pro moniker you know right and i think i was just looking at an opportunity to help hang something on someone to frame them and make them feel like i was very much working toward trying to build zach and uh you know that was kind of part of the uh, part of the recipe. It's just sometimes you build build these phony honors and you put them on people and it gives them a sense of grandeur, you know. But I did have this idea of doing some stuff with you and Zach at some point, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't quite what it wasn't on the level that you kind of turned it into on that promo, which I thought was really amazing. I mean, I could tell you were pissed about it, and people told me you were pissed about it, but I actually thought that promo was incredible. Yeah, I really actually wanted to play that promo in front of your Ricky match. Right. Uh, and uh, I was vetoed on that by uh, several people, but I thought I think I thought, it worked for the uh, extra you did afterwards. The yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. But I think if I had been allowed to project that in the in the room prior to shit, we could have gotten something really exciting out of it. I think the people in attendance would have been really excited to see that promo because it really, it really would have made the match feel it really would have set the tone but you can't argue that with people who think they're smarter than you um but yeah man i i uh i always thought it was kind of funny that you were mad about that because it was just this fake thing (laughs) um (laughs) and uh i feel like i don't feel i feel like what you earned as mr inspire was far more organic totally it wasn't something that's why it's hard it's not it's silly to be bitter (laughs) about you know yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so, yeah, okay, so what, what do you want to accomplish in Inspire Pro? Like, when you come back, what do you what do you hope to do? I mean, I'd like to be the, the Grand Slam Inspire champ, you know. Yeah. Uh, have a run at the Pure Prestige title at some point. Uh, well, they're all vacant now. All the titles okay. are vacant. All right. What do you oh, think yeah. of that concept? Did you read about what we're doing? I saw, we I saw yeah. uh, 
a post about it. Right, yeah. right. We still don't know when we're coming back. I mean, we keep hoping that we won't have to do some weird no fan show in some weird location. I'm definitely like uh, really. I've got a lot of really zany ideas that will make the no fan show feel really bizarre and cool. But I'm really hoping that we don't have to. But then, you know, this dipshit Greg Abbott does this thing where he, I don't know, tells everybody that they don't have to wear masks now starting on March 10th, which is just fucked. Right. So, you know, we're going to see spikes and it's going to get bad again. You know, I have a feel a bad feeling um, just because vaccines aren't rolling out until right. a little bit later. But, I, I, you know, I think fans are such a huge part of uh, the energy of a show, I, you know. Part of me is a little self-doubting that I could make a really compelling show just purely cinematically. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited. I, I definitely have plans for you so fans can actually bank on seeing Steve-O in, a, in, inspire, <laughs> in an inspiring uh, as a major part of a lot of the storylines that we do have coming up. Right on. I mean, the only other goal I could have is just to have some more awesome matches with notable people to get noticed who do you who do you want to who do you want to uh who do you want to work oh man who's out there it's hard like my my want to work list keeps getting signed yeah um who's yeah that's what i was about to say it feels like a lot of the indies have really been kind of cleared up but there's a lot of opportunity right now for guys to step up and make a name for themselves right i mean I That's... mean, one that comes to mind is the unmasked Dasher Hatfield. Oh, yeah? Like, looks like a monster now. Yeah, dude. Uh, just phenomenal shape. Always was, but, yeah. you know, no, he's kind of a... showing it off a lot more now. Uh, he's a meaty motherfucker, man. Yeah, um... yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I met him, I, I was like, why the hell is this guy under a mask? Like, he has right. such a great look. I mean, it's like, Jesus um you know you always used to like people oh you're in a mask because oh i understand why you're under a mask but you see that guy and you're like why is his face under a hood he's quite dashing he is very dashing um but yeah dude uh so oh, you'd want you'd want to do something with that guy yeah for sure yeah a uh, good backstory or oh, whatnot i'd love to have him back uh, I, uh, and hanging out with him is great who else oh man it's uh I mean, it's it's hard to uh, think about the those that aren't signed. You know, yeah, I, I, I'd like to have another match with Janella, another go with Sammy. Um, yeah, I who I miss Sammy a lot. Um, yeah, man, I. It's hard because uh, you know I've kind of just with frustrations, I tend to fall off with the products yeah. out there. Also nowadays. You have to have like a WWE, a New Japan, a Impact, an MLW. Like you have to be subscribed to all their streams to watch everything out there. It's who, impossible for a broke wrestler. Well, is there, is there anybody? Uh, is there anybody in the state right now that you think kicks ass that you think you could really tear it down with? If there was something that that like something uh, dark horse, something um, unexpected that that could be done, and you know that you could knock it out of the park with with them who 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 would you who would you say yo inspire i i think i could run something with this person who is it i've been wanting a match with fuego yeah Del Sol. yeah um 
I had one match with Mysterious Q a long, early time in my career uh, before I really developed American Eagle. Um, so I'd like another chance with him. I love him, and especially Ryan Davidson. Oh, yeah. I love working Ryan, one of my best buddies. Um, I mean, one of those guys, like... All possibilities, man. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, always love working JoJo. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll think of more as we go along. So one question uh, I've... I've... I've been asked about, and this is a match that actually gets mentioned quite a bit. When you think back to that uh, street fight you had with Matthew Palmer, uh, what is uh, what what are your thoughts looking back on that? Well, I remember I got to the building and was talking with Matt, and I put my hand on his shoulder and said, "Man, I love you, but looking forward to not working you as much anymore." Really, <laughs> I'm tired of working your ass. Just jokingly, you know. Yeah. Um. Because we had quite a bit of you mean you activity had, going on. You had an actual feud with somebody. <laughs> right. Right. Well, right. That bummed you out? You didn't like No, I was that? just joking. I was just okay. fooling around with him. Yeah. Um, and Matt's one of those guys. I, 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 We're not best of buds, but I'd like to think we have the same sort of twisted sense of humor. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, I, I change my humor up depending on who I'm talking to yeah. you know not everybody laughs at the same things i feel like i have a good a true sense of humor for i don't like, i kind of like the idea of you guys uh circling back now that you guys are on opposite sides of the fence right uh it's something that i i think we could really play with in the future because i think you guys do have great chemistry and had great right. matches uh did have a lot of fun putting yeah. those matches together and uh the street fight was like a lot of my first probably one of the most hardcore intense matches i've had so far yeah i mean i've never taken a uh superplex on the bare boards i've never used cinder blocks i've never used a kitchen sink <laughs> uh what we were... did a lot of bare board stuff yeah and that was uh a first for me yeah i mean matt really killed himself in that match but looking right. back i mean what where, where does that sit in your memory in terms of just matches that you've had what is what uh like what are your memories? What do you man? Like when I when people ask me about best matches, I look to like the matches with the names and the those with a lot of notoriety. But I mean, not that Matt doesn't, but you know he gets out a lot more and he's a lot more, I guess, prominent than I yeah. am. But uh, I sometimes forget about that match, and that was a real uh, kind of test of my limits and creativity and uh i like when i'm able to go outside the not just the ring but the box you know like do a lot of things that uh you can't get away with in a normal match yeah so uh yeah i remember i sliced my hand open on that kitchen sink and uh like as i was going to put it down just super sliced my hand open uh jeez there was a uh, the finish was just slamming his face into the cinder blocks. And then a blue thunderbomb onto the cinder blocks. Yeah. Uh, Matt. I uh, mean, good. Thanks for that. You know, yeah. like Matt, Matt geez. really, Matt really, uh, kind of maybe shortened his lifespan a bit. 
I mean, uh, just uh, with the that, most... Literally, I think he did. I think I think that kind of has compromised some of the things that occurred to him in that match. I mean, he, but he took it very seriously. You know, he really, oh, yeah. he saw it as him kind of sacrificing himself to kind of help uh, help elevate the both y'all. I mean, I think someone Matt told me someone kind of looked at that match and said, "Man, you're fucking stupid to have done all that." But he said, "Well, you're talking to me, and you know about it." You wouldn't know you saw who that. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know me if you didn't see that. So I mean, you know, I obviously did something. Something correct. A lot of people felt that that night, though, that should have been the main event, just based on the quality of it. Right. Uh, it. I mean, I definitely think it was. It was great. I wouldn't have put. I wouldn't have put it main even now, but only because I wanted people who were paying to see Sammy to stick around and buy drinks. Um, right. Sammy Callahan in the main event that mm. night. Really wanted those people to stick around. You know. I like to think that uh, because he went on later, more people saw y'all. So, uh, that I mean, was... there was something to that as well. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, it was it was that show, but I walked in and shook his hand, and he said, "Steve Reno," you know. Yeah, did something. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah, man. Uh, so let's uh, let's switch gears a bit. You ask me some questions. Hmm. You have any questions you want to ask me? Anything you want to yell at me about? It's got to be something there in the in the canon, so to speak. Man, we've kind of like covered all my sort of concerns. Um, What's something you never want to have to do again in Inspire? <laughs> something... The the the, the uh, twin dragon just complications, you yeah. know. Not that every tag match needs you know is complicated but it was just a lot of story uh alongside disagreements and uh certain people on that match just feeling downright unmotivated and yeah just not wanting to cooperate uh yeah the twin dragon situation was such a such a such a weird and delicate situation uh for for a strain like a very strained period man uh I could have prepared it better, but another yeah. thing was the uh, promo I did after the heel turn. Yeah. And, you know, just need practice, but just... Wait, you mean, what? which promo was that? Was that... After I, me and Ricky had the Pure Prestige match, and I turned yeah. on him after the match, and then showed up after his four-way with Demero and Mark Champion. Oh, I thought that Adam. promo was really good, actually. Oh, I guess I'm just, you know, picking it apart. Felt well, awkward. I think, I think some, sometimes it's awkward for me to Did somebody say something to you about that? that? Say, anybody have a comment on that on that promo? No, not really. Okay, I good. just didn't feel like I got the reaction I wanted. I thought it was a really good promo. I thought it made sense. And I thought, I mean, when it's logical. And, and then I tended to... It's kind of like your promo after you attacked uh, Dalton in, in, the, right. in the ladder match, which was a phenomenal match. Um, but your, your, uh, your verbal attack on, on Matt was really good. I mean, you, it, it felt authentic. It felt organic. It felt real. I think that's when you're at your best is when you're kind of, uh, yeah. spitting from the gut. I mean, you know? wrestling is wrestling and people know what it is and they learn the ins and outs and everything. But, uh, so with, when I have time to do a promo, I don't try to like ham it up. I don't try to let me tell you something, brother. I mean, I feel like if I just come into the promo real and present real scenarios and situations and how I'm feeling just as a person, uh, I can suspend their disbelief for a second, you know, like draw them in just with that little 
sort of mentality. Yeah. Like thinking in terms of a audience member. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly do feel like you're, uh, you're best when you're just you and you're being genuine. Right. And I just think that's just what makes wrestling kind of compelling when it's built on. Sometimes I'm bitchy and frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to say thanks and call this a day for this episode. Uh, thanks for dropping by, man. No Uh, problem, man. I mean, I feel like we can have a part two sometime. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, get to the rest of the good stuff. Absolutely. It was good to see you, man. And, 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 uh, you know, it was good rehashing, revisiting a lot of stuff. And if you have any questions that pop into your head, write oh, them down right. and we'll sit down again and do this. And those that I want to work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, think about it. Think about it. Anyway, well, thanks, man, thanks, for thanks, having me. Yeah, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for, you know, and seriously, thanks for actually being uh, always willing to do the dumb shit that I ask you to do and for always nailing it. I think that's one of the things that makes you such a valuable asset uh, to anybody out there. Permitting that uh, they're as talented as I am in terms of creative, uh, but uh, just you know, just just having someone uh, willing to just show up and, and and really commit to an idea, I think that's what really makes you a unique and, and important talent. And I think a lot of people need to. Be able to do that. So, uh, yeah, dude, Thank I, you. I look forward to in the future doing some really crazy shit with you. For sure, man. Uh, but in the meantime, just you know, keep grinding, dude. Will do. All right. Later on, man. And thank you guys for joining us uh, for this very special edition of Inspire Fireside. We'll catch you on Inspire AD next week.